Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we discuss, educate and talk about industry news and hot topics, company reviews and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International. With a career covering nearly two decades, Mining International partners with new and junior miners and larger predominant players in the market. With no further ado, here is your host, Rob Tyson. Just before we start the podcast, we want to make you aware of the upcoming Mines and Money London event, which is back in person on the 1st and 2nd of December at the Business Design Centre. This is Europe's largest mining investment event and brings investors and mining corporates together to connect, learn and do business. And you don't want to miss the mining pitch battles. Investors can claim complimentary tickets and other attendees can get 10% off with a discount code DIGDEEP10, all in capital letters, when registering at mindsandmoney.com. So get your tickets now and we will hopefully see you there. So now back to the podcast. Hi, Mining Community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today's guest is Karam Yuzan Meds, who's the president and CEO of Metalum Resources, who are a zinc and copper focused space metal resources company headquartered in Vancouver. Um, they're involved in mining and mineral development of base metals with interest in North and South uh, America. Um, Karam has a geology background and has a wide range of career experiences and is here today to talk us uh, talk to us about uh, metalam and resources and talk about more uh, about the zinc as a metal so that's welcome uh, Karam to the podcast hey then Karam uh, I'm doing very well thank you it's a pleasure to be here and chatting with you about metalam and uh, the zinc market yeah appreciate your time as well so um, as we always start these podcasts off, um, I wonder if you can give uh, the audience an overview of your your background, your career, um, how your career developed. Um, so obviously, the audience will get to know um, you, you as a person and your background and your experiences. Absolutely, thank you. Uh, I'm a geological engineer. I uh, worked in projects from really scoping studies through exploration, uh, all, all stages of exploration and mine development within Canada, across Canada, as well as in Latin America, Eastern Europe, and one project in Africa, so I can say Africa as well. Um, but uh, it's it's exciting times for mining, uh, especially zinc and copper. And uh, we're excited uh, with our new, new project that we're developing right now. Okay. Um... And I wonder if you can obviously give us a, an overview of uh, Metallum Resources um, and can you tell us a little bit more about the projects that you're actually involved in. Absolutely. Uh, Metallum is relatively a new base metals company with a focus in zinc and copper mainly. Uh, we're listed in Canada on the Tro- Toronto Stock Exchange uh, under the symbol MZN. Um, our flagship project is a polymetallic advanced superior lake project um, with incredibly high great, incredibly high-grade zinc and copper uh, resources, and located near Thunder Bay, Ontario, in um, a very well-known jurisdiction world cl- with world-class infrastructure uh, in place. It's an old producing mine, so we benefit from the infrastructure and the history of uh, high recoveries with uh, free-from deleterious materials. 
and um, which makes the concentrate very desirable from the smelter's point of view. So the product we're going to be producing, um, uh, which is which is in line with the hist- historical production, is very desirable uh, for the for the buyers um, in really around the world. So we have some interest already. Um, so the current 43101 resource is about uh, 2 million tons at 18% zinc, 1% copper, um, about 34 grams per ton silver and half a gram per ton gold. This is basically equivalent to uh, 800,000 ounces of gold at 11 grams per ton. So anyway, you look at it, it's very high grade in, in any standards, really, in all these metals. So to give listeners the context, the world's average ore grade for a copper mine is about 0.5%, and the mines that are under development is about 0.4% almost uh, percent currently. So our project has 1%, so almost as twice as uh, the world's average in copper. But when zinc is considered, which is the main metal really in this deposit, in 2000, the average grade for zinc mine in the world was around uh, 5%. and but it got lower and lower as, as the mines develop and you know uh, the new discoveries and whatnot. So in 2019, that was around 2%. What we have in the indicator resource is 18%. And if you convert everything into zinc, which is zinc equivalent, it's about today's price is 21, 22% zinc. So that's extremely high grades, one of the highest grades deposits in the world actually for zinc. Um, Apart from that, there, there are multiple things that are very important for us that why we picked up this, uh, this project uh, earlier this year when, when Metallum was formed, pretty much. Um, the one is the upside potential, and the other one is the timeline and the, the capital requirements to bring this mine into production. We recently published a feasibility study in October this year, 2021. It has incredibly low initial CAPEX, capital, and OPEX, operational uh, cost numbers. It basically only needs around 115 million US uh, dollars for KPAX, um, but it will generate 54 million per year over the life of mine, which currently sits around eight and a half, nine years. So, um, and the NPV um, is at 101 million uh, US, and after tax IRR is at 23%. However, these are based on $2,700 per ton zinc prices. When you use today's prices, the IRR sits at around 35, 36%, and NPV is at 206 million. It's just over twice as much. So the feasibility study was done very conservatively. And with today's numbers, the EBITDA goes to $80 million per year over the course of the mine life, which is nine years. So very profitable because of the low operational, low KPAX numbers, and very, very high grade. Uh, nature of it. So when I say the CAPEX is low, it's due to the CAPEX having infrastructure being in place, such as tailings dams, the polishing ponds, shaft and races, raises. Um, and there's about 16 kilometers of underground workings that are in place right to the ore, ready to be mined, pretty much. And there is a road that connects the mine gate to Trans-Canada Highway for 20 kilometers road um, that is well-maintained and it's a year-round road because it's you know uh, not a remote location, as well as the project is on grid. There's already a transformer on site 
and uh, there's there's a railway station 25 kilometers away in Schreiber, Ontario, and being close to Thunder Bay, the port uh, and and the biggest mining hubs in Canada, is very very important uh, for all these aspects. Diesel will provide us the big advantage to ship our product from the mine to smelter across smelters across Canada, uh, across North America, or via port to Europe or from uh, Vancouver to China. And the other thing I wanted to touch base is the upside potential. So this is a VMS deposit, which means that the VMS deposits usually come in four to six horizons in the world. Um, so far, only two deposits have been discovered. One of them mostly depleted. The other one is waiting to be mined. Uh, but there is more to be found. So this was the, the previous operating um, team didn't really do a lot of exploration. They were just going after the hydrate or uh, they mined it about for 10 years. And um, at the time it was really low zinc prices. So they decided to shut down the operations. It was around $800 per ton zinc, which today is around 3,500. And our feasibility study was done at 2,700. So there's a lot of room for us to, <laughs> to play with, um, but it's highly underexplored. There's a lot of multiple targets to go after. But our initial focus is to develop the mine and uh, and then do some exploration to increase the reserves. So this exceptionally high-grade project is in a first-class jurisdiction and at the development stage of La Sonde Curve with a great, great upside potential. Another thing about Metallum is when compared with our peers, our market cap is the lowest among the zinc developers. So great upside potential for investors. And uh, the last thing I want to touch base is the, the team. So we are mine developers as well as discoverers. So Metallum is a part of Gold Group, which is basically the companies that our chairman, Simon Ridgeway, founded for different commodities, different projects around the world that share the main cost. So our chairman, Simon Ridgeway, has discovered many, many discoveries in Canada and in Latin America. Um, one of the biggest ones, uh, obviously, he did was the Fortuna Silver. Uh, he built uh, that and uh, and many others in Guatemala um, that he's currently working on another project there. But uh, we also have Mark Cruz as a strategic advisor who built Trivoli Mining from scratch to being, grew it to being one of the top 10 zinc producers in the world with a market cap of $1.5 billion. To give a context, we are at 15, around $15 million market cap. Uh, I mentioned one of the lowest, you know, developers um, uh, with a market cap, lowest uh, in the world right now, in, in TSX right now. So a lot of great upside potential. We have great shareholders, institutional support. I'm a personally a shareholder, so is Simon. We have interest from metal traders, mine financiers, and mine developers so far. So great team, great project, great jurisdiction. I think this is the right project with the right commodities at the right time. Wayne Gretzky once said, uh, skate where the puck is going, not where it has been. Yeah, certainly. Um, I just wonder if you can tell us a little bit about, um, obviously, the development in terms of the... Um, the location for people that are maybe outside of Canada that doesn't know doesn't know the area. Um, is, is there any neighbouring uh, mines that may be developing or um, or, or also in the same phase as you? So I just want to give us a, an overview of maybe other companies in the area 
um, and a little bit around um, the location. The, for those that are outside of Canada, because obviously this uh, podcast is uh, uh, throughout the world. So, um, yeah, just want to give you, if you can give us that overview. Absolutely. I mean, um, I'm an immigrant, so I came to Canada uh, because I have the geological engineering background. And uh, so it's, it's very desirable mining jurisdiction. So um, a lot of investments going on. But this area, particularly in Ontario, um, is a mining hub. Um, usually, I mean, in some cases, in Canada, the projects could be quite remote, meaning the transportation, you might need to build roads, huge capital costs, as well as um, power, getting there and getting your, your uh, product out. Um, we are very close to 20 kilometers main Tate road, right to the main Trans-Canada Highway, east of Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay is a mining hub. There's a lot of uh, labs already there processing, uh, drilling contractors, um, mining consultants, and a lot of skilled labor force. There's a port that you can connect right to Atlantic. But in and around Thunder Bay area, a lot of mining and exploration is happening currently. Just north is Red Lake. There is Great Bear. There's uh, uh, Noront, which is being bought by PHP. There, there, well, there's an offer. They're coming in the area. There is uh, a lot of gold. Uh, there's Hemlo just east of us. And between where we are and Wawa, a lot of gold exploration, some polymetallic, uh, former zinc mines. So a lot of activity going on. And uh, First Quantum, Inmet, uh, used to mine this. So um, we have great, great neighbors, great support from locals and uh, the government. Uh, so the ministry is very, very well run in from Thunder Bay for geology as well as mine development. Okay. Yeah, um, obviously you mentioned uh, the obviously some of the neighbouring mines. What if you can um, tell us a little bit about the, obviously the relationship with uh, the local communities and local governments in that area, um, obviously in relation to your, to your project and, and to Zinc? Absolutely. So um, we have really supportive and great local uh, community um, as they are very familiar with the history of the mine. Um, it created all of, you know, skilled um, jobs um, and, 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 and training. But in Canada, First Nations um, relationships could be sensitive. You know, um, you need to you need to have all the stakeholders support if you're going to if you want to do something meaningful. So, so far, we have a great relationship with the main First Nations group and the locals in the area. Um, apart from them being supportive, um, we really believe in transparent and open communication with our all of our stakeholders. Uh, for example, we are proactively, we have been utilizing local and First Nations businesses. That is going to continue to be that way. Um, for example, our recent drilling contractor was a First Nations owned and operated drilling company, which is not very common in Canada. Um, but this uh, person was very good, you know, business person and uh, a drilling contractor. We were very happy. And we are also working with another First Nations affiliated surveying contractor and for uh, permitting works, as well as some water monitoring in and around the site currently, all the work basically we are doing. Uh, but overall, ESG is our really main focus. Um, we believe without protecting the environment, the social impacts and sustainability, we just cannot move forward. Um, the management and the board believe really it's a fundamental part of who we are and uh, how we want to operate and move forward with this uh, mine development. 
because we recognize if done properly, the results uh, become better outcome for all stakeholders. So with the locals and First Nations, we have ongoing open communication and, and a really great support so far. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about, obviously, the, the zinc market and obviously its position um, in, in, I suppose, the overall market? Obviously, you mentioned you're the lowest cap, lowest cap uh, my, uh, zinc producer or, sorry, zinc company out there. Um, wondering if you just give us an overview of the whole landscape, zinc landscape. Yeah, we believe, we believe in zinc and copper, um, as there are numerous reasons to be bullish on zinc, really. Um, first of all, zinc is the fourth most globally consumed industrial metal in the world. Um, massive global stimulus driven by infrastructure and automotive are and will be the main drivers um, currently and in the short term. So I was in London actually during the week of LME um, in October. The main consensus and outlook is very bullish on zinc, um, as well as copper, obviously. Because so far, the stock levels have been lower than what they were expecting for 2021, uh, for both zinc as well as copper. But on top of that, um, during that week, actually, smelter closures were announced in Europe because of power um, power issues or the power being so expensive in Europe. Um, is also feeling the uptake on zinc price currently uh, for the short term. Um, uh, maybe not long term, but for the short term, for sure. But on top of that, um, the projection is uh, basically the world needs a minimum of 5 million tons of more zinc to meet the current demand in the next five to seven years. But the probable mine development around the world can only supply about 3.5 million tons. So there will be a deficit in supply for the next five to seven years. Also, when electrification is concerned, uh, copper and zinc will fuel the green economy. Zinc has figured out how to store energy safely and effectively at a very low cost. And um, global stimulus, we mentioned, that is needed around the world will keep the base metal prices basically at a very low cost um, and, uh, and demand up for the next roughly five years uh, that everybody's predicting. Um, and zinc is well suited to electrochemistry, first electric battery, actually, and first rechargeable batteries were zinc-based. Um, Edison actually utilized zinc air and nickel air batteries first. So zinc was, was there before, and uh, even alkaline batteries, um, like AA we use, uh, are based on zinc. So the advantages of zinc air batteries are getting huge, and, um, and the zinc air batteries are getting more and more uh, traction. Uh, as they're non-flammable, non-toxic, uh, because zinc is not toxic to transport. Uh, it's, it makes it easy as a long life span, 15 to 20 years, um, and, and very flexible for operating temperatures uh, like minus 30 degrees to 60 Celsius, um, like which you need in places like in Canada. So um, it's fire resistant. It goes on and on. So um, Metallum is very well positioned for this with developing the next zinc mine in Canada in a short time period with very low cost. Um, obviously, you mentioned there's, there's a deficit. And I think from, from memory, it's probably one and a half million. Is that per year? What effect is that going to have on the economy for what obviously zinc's used for maybe in the short term with that deficit? And do you think over time they will catch, catch up that deficit? 
Well, obviously, yeah, I, I totally agree with that because um, what happens is usually, you know, it's just a cyclical um, business mining. So the deficit will provide higher in prices for the years to come. We're looking at, uh, I'm not just saying that, all the analysts and uh, and the, the people who study zinc prices around the world, helping with metal traders and whatnot, um, say that it's five to seven years, it's going to be, there is going to be a deficit, meaning zinc prices will be high and they expect for the next year and year after 10, 15, 20% um, higher zinc prices. What does that mean? There will be more investments going into zinc. There will be more exploration, maybe potentially uh, finding zinc uh, deposits and mines around the world. But getting those into production, we all know, five, 10 years. Um, so having this early or this short time span to get into production for metallum is going to create a lot of good advantage uh, compared to peers or any other discoveries around the world with the highest grade in the world. So um, I think I think we are very well positioned time-wise um, to, towards the higher zinc prices that are to come. Um, but what does that mean? Maybe there will be enough at the time, like after five, seven years, and then maybe the prices are going to go up. I mean, zinc has always been more volatile than any other base metal. So um, there will be ups and downs along the way, but everybody's expecting it uh, in the long term to go up. Why should investors follow you um, and maybe invest in, uh, in the company? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, one of the things is we are the next uh, zinc miners and we are the next, uh, we have the next Canada's next zinc mine. Um, and uh, it's, it's a great time. We're early stages to get in and, uh, and, and benefit from it. So right now we are negotiating for financing offtake agreements. There's a lot of interest from metal traders, mine developers, mine financiers. So big institutions, um, but also, I mean, this would be really, you know, good time to to get in. I would say. And as a conclusion, um, what would you say the short to medium term outlook um, is for the company? Yeah, so um, we are we are in talks for the offtake uh, debt and equity, and we're hoping to finalize those in the the first quarter of the new year, uh, Q one of twenty twenty two. Um, we have most of the permits in place um, and also working to obtain other necessary permits to move forward towards production. Um, one of them is the, to dewater the mine. It's currently flooded because, uh, you know, uh, it, it's better that way when, when you leave a mine, if you're coming back, they usually flood it so that there is no corrosion and the stability is, is uh, maintained. So we need to dewater that. For that, we need to need a couple of permits. Uh, those are underway. We're doing all the work. We're hoping to get those, um, again, Q1 in the new year 2022 and uh, immediately start dewatering which means you uh, start some doing some uh, construction work as well. So we're hoping to do that in the second half of the year. And uh, yeah, lots going on. Uh, we might, uh, as we start the construction, we might do some more exploration near, near mine uh, or around the known resource to get early access to, to some of the some of the good ore um, that are not included in the resource, but uh, it's basically sitting there. We just need to find out. Uh, the, the, it, it's a sitting duck. We just need to find out how big the duck is. Uh, meanwhile, uh, at the same time as we built the mine. So lots going on. Exciting times uh, for Metallum and uh, Metallum shareholders. 
Yeah, certainly. Certainly is exciting times. And um, really appreciate your time, uh, Karam. And wondered if um, if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions about Metallum um, and about the operation. Um, I wondered how they can go about uh, reaching out to you. Are you on social media at all? Absolutely. We are on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And uh, anybody can reach uh, out to me on LinkedIn as well. But uh, our website is metallumzinc.com. So it's metal, L-U-M, zinc as one word, dot com. Um, my information is also there that uh, the email on the website, uh, they can always reach out to me by phone or email. I'm, I'm always available to talk more about Metallum and our project anytime. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And we can include those in the show notes below. So um, really appreciate your time. Um, and for those that listen, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you um, understand, I, I suppose, the significance of zinc in the market. And uh, as you heard, um, there is probably potentially going to be an undersupply. So um, maybe it's a good company to start looking at and following um, especially, obviously, if you're focusing on zinc, or if not, maybe zinc is a could be a a, a a metal that you can actually focus on. So, really appreciate your time, Karam, and um, thank you for listening. Appreciate if you can uh, share this episode amongst friends, family, other people in the industry, um, because obviously this knowledge is um, is going to be beneficial to others in the mining industry. So, until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.